Welcome to the Moving Beyond Your Tribe, where we dig deep on how to stand out from the crowd by building bridges and breaking free from the comfort zone of colloquialism, industrial language, and jargon to find new words, new thinking, and new approaches to ignite action, mobilize a wider network of ambassadors, create customer loyalty, even in a downturn, and build better internal culture. Hi, I'm your host, Torin. I'm bilingual and throughout my life have straddled two cultures, Norwegian and American. I've worked in 10 different industries spanning 25 countries. I have seen firsthand the power of diverse collaboration to create impact across cultures, countries, and the political divide. On this podcast, we will bring on notable leaders from all walks of life to teach us and provide us tools on how they have moved beyond their comfort zone and create amazing breakthroughs of profit, opportunities, and impact. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Moving Beyond Your Tribe, and I'm really excited to have Jim Clark, who is then from the Sculpture Walk. And the reason why I'm having him on is because I've been walking around Sioux Falls, and I feel like I've been at this open-air museum, and I'm looking at all these beautiful artworks, and I'm asking myself, where does this come from? And then it just is a journey. And then I go down, I've been here for about a month and I go down these streets. And then every time I'm discovering a new one, because it's like, you don't see all of them right away. You just notice some the first time, then you see some the second time. And then you just, it's just been a beautiful walk here in Sioux Falls. And you started it all. I did. You know, it was quite a, it has been quite a journey. It wasn't that easy to get launched. How did you get into sculpture and art? And how did this all came about? Well, you know, I I think I had uh, art in my veins when I was a kid for some reason, even though I I was more into sports and athletics and just active kid, but uh, had the opportunity to travel around the world when I was in college. First stop was Rome, and I just fell in love with Rome and the sculptures around Rome. Unfortunately, we didn't get into any of the churches because my second time into Rome uh, not that long ago. Uh, we spent a lot of time in the churches, and there are sculptures in churches, and there are paintings and and mosaics. And it, Rome is this unbelievably artistic, beautiful place that uh, everyone has to experience. But that's really where it started. When I came back to Sioux Falls, you know, now a lot older than I was then, and I was a banker for 23 years in Sioux Falls and in different places in Nebraska, and then also... After that, I joined XL Energy as principal manager in South Dakota. So you were a math person that came became interested in art, or just more stumbled of, upon it. More, <laughs> more of an athlete, not so much math. Math, but not no, but but you were a banker. Though. I was a banker. Yeah, I, I don't think I could have done it without a calculator. And then with XL Energy, and I grew up in Sioux Falls, so I love Sioux Falls. And I we didn't have any real public art except for the controversial statue of David. And Moses, uh, both those sculptures were donated by Faywick, Okay. his last name, trying to remember his first name. He built, uh, I think he built the car even before Ford. Oh, wow. Or at that time. Okay. So he made some money doing that and decided that he wanted to get something back to Sioux Falls. And so he donated those two sculptures. But Statue of David. I know, uh, Statue of David that you expect in Italy is in Sioux Falls. That's right. <laughs> so it's like and a replica. Only... Three, I think, perfect replicas of David. And that's one of them. That's one of them. Wow. Yeah. Three or four. So uh, that was controversial, but that was just for, you know, the male part of his, the sculpture. Yes. <laughs> and so here, here in uh, Prudence Who Falls at that time, I think we've changed a little bit. So that was really the only public art we had. And I just thought Sioux Falls is too good of a city to not have public art. And so from Sioux Falls, grew up here, was a banker here, worked at XL Energy here. So I thought, I'm pretty well networked, and I can get some people together, raise some money, and let's get this going and see what we can do for public art. Grand Junction, Colorado, city city in Colorado, somebody brought a brochure from their program that had been going 20 years before I thought of it. Oh, really? Yes. And so I was working more towards sculptural fountains, similar to the plaza in Kansas City. Okay. 
And somebody brought the brochure for Grand Junction. I thought it's much better than what I started to work on. So turned more in that direction with the rotating sculptures and uh, raised some money, talked to the city uh, leaders one at a time, because if you have more than two in a meeting, it's an official meeting. Right. So kind of did that under the radar. And they talked to them to ask if they would help fund the, the program, match uh, two to one, the dollars that we raise up to 50000 Well, it ended up being one to one. So they volunteered 25000 to help our cause. And uh, we got it rolling. And we had 34 sculptures the first year. And what year was that? 2004. And tell us a little bit about it. So what do you do with the sculptures? You had these 34 sculptures and you... Well, what we do uh, now and did probably the second, third year, the first year we didn't know what the heck we were doing. We just kind of asked states for their art lists. And then those art lists, artist lists, are painters and potters and mosaic artists and so there, we don't, we didn't know who were the sculptors. So, and we put packets of information together and mailed that out to these artists. We had, oh gosh, eight, eighty or more packets. Oh wow! That we sent out, and we do the call was in the call to artists as an invitation for them to participate. And went out in July, deadline October first. The last week in September, and we were telling everybody, we're going to have 30 sculptures. <laughs> I have 30. I called. I got 10 no's for every yes. I kept calling and calling and calling and got 30 sponsors. And we're telling everybody, media, all the sponsors, we're going to have 30 sculptures. Around the city. Yeah, well, primarily downtown, downtown. Phillips Avenue. Right. week before the deadline, I had 10 entries. Oh, my gosh. What'd you do? So that's the way I felt. Oh, <laughs> what, uh, am I, what am I going to do? So I call local artists. and says, hey, if you know of any sculptors, have them to get it. Submit entries for us. Because the, out of the 10, we probably had three that were any good. Right. So we just uh, kept at it. And I don't know if any of those calls helped. But what I found out was artists always wait to the last minute. Oh, yes. They're procrastinators. So... Most of the entries came after October 1st. They were mailed by October 1st. Of course. So that was my f- one of my first big lessons working with artists is they procrastinate, wait till the last minute, <laughs> keep your fingers crossed that they are going to submit entries. And so we actually had three, 35 that were, were accepted. Okay. Out of 40 entries, I think. Oh, wow. So we didn't have a lot of entries. No. Now we get about 140 oh, wow. for 62 slots and uh, from all over the country. But back then it was just regionally. They were mostly metal sculptures. And, you know, we learned. We were always learning, but particularly in the beginning, first, second, third year, how to do it better. Because we're, you know, our guiding principle from the beginning was to be the highest quality, financially strong artist-friendly public sculpture program in the United States. Oh, wow. That's still our guiding principle. And how did you come up with that vision in the beginning? Because you saw David and Moses. Was it just that you wanted to bring sculpture in? Like, what was? why was it sculpture, not paintings? Well, it's hard to do paintings outside. I mean, display them outside, (laughs) unless you have them in a big case with glass. But... Because of Rome and because of what I saw down in Kansas City, I just thought sculptures are just so great, three-dimensional art. And we can put them downtown, and it's, it will improve quality of life. It will improve, it will improve the economy. Hopefully, it will, uh, our success will help other art organizations uh, be, be better off. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's some amazing art. It is. I, I just love walking down, and they're so different. It's like I feel like I get like the modern Miro style artistry, and then when mm-hmm. I go down, you see the old fashioned girl in the circle reading mm-hmm. a book, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Wow!" I just feel so mm-hmm. elevated when I go. Mm-hmm. I had questions in the beginning. Well, are you going to make this a South Dakota themed program? I said, "Well, that would limit us to Buffalo Cowboys and Indians." <laughs> And, and Buffalo Cowboys and Indians. And uh, <laughs> prairie dogs and pheasants. 
Right. No, we're going to be more sophisticated than that. So as we progressed, we found more artists. Mm-hmm. And the, as the internet got better for us, we found more artists. And we raised more money so we could pay the artists more money, which brought in more artists mm-hmm. and better artists. And then we were selling sculptures, which brings in more artists because that's why they come. Right. We pay them a $1,500 honorarium now. Okay. But we really focus on trying to sell the sculptures. And we also lease sculptures. So you're like an art gallery. You're like an open-air art gallery. Right, right. In fact, if wow. Jeff huh. Hansen, who's our marketing guy right now part-time, but he said, Sculpture Walk is an open-air art gallery with, with 40 restaurants and, I don't know, 60 merchants, different stores, drug yeah. stores. And so, yeah, it is. It's... Uh, we in the beginning we estimated that we get maybe three hundred thousand sculpture walkers a year. Right. We based that on at the Falls Visitor Center back in the beginning with two thousand four. They were getting like a million people down to the falls. Oh, really? A through, million through a year through the year. Wow. So I thought, well, we would get at least a third of that coming into downtown because we're only a few blocks away from the falls. Right. And so we make it might be more now. Because of the quality of the sculpture, variety is important. Variety of size, theme, material. I know. As you saw, I don't. You probably didn't see. This was last year. The bear. That bear was people's choice. It's made out but of. There's my, something similar to the bear, like looking like a horse or something like that. Uh, the, it's like it's basically for you, the listeners. It's kind of like a little metal, metal kind of um, picture. The metal, metal. metal uh, the bear. Gary Hovey is the uh, artist. Right. Has Parkinson's disease. Really? The, and he lives in Ohio. Okay. The bear, if you take a close look at it, this is we're looking at a photo of the bear right. on, on our wall of uh, People's Choice sculptures. It's made out of knives, forks, and spoons. No. Mm-hmm. Really? And what you're looking at there, most of it's forks. Oh, you're right. It's forks. Oh, my gosh. There must be a thousand welds there. And he we'll has, send a link. Do you have a photo of that somewhere? I can upload it and then put a link to it because that yeah. is really cool. Wow. In fact, on our website, we have uh, all of our current sculpture photos, but also previous years back to, I think, 2014. So this one will be up there. Mm-hmm. So we'll link that to the show notes. Right. Wow. He does crazy great work. And he has Parkinson's disease. Wow. So he shakes like this. But when he does work, it stops. The shaking stops. He told me that and others that had no people with Parkinson's, that when they do fine detail work, the shaking starts, stops. Wow. Huh. And his family, all year long, finds knives, forks, and spoons for him because that's the material he works with. Wow. Stainless. Does he do it every year? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's won people's choice two years in a row. Oh, my gosh. He had some little gorillas, too. I mean, he's just phenomenal. So how did you make this grow? So in the beginning, it was really hard to get these artists. You find mm-hmm. out they're procrastinating mm-hmm. too much. And how was the reception the first year? It, it was, I think people were skeptical, first of all. What do Suddenly I, you see these sculptures all over, the, all over the city. So me being from, and I was working at XL Energy as a principal manager, for nine years, I volunteered to do this on the side. Oh, wow. Which was a full-time job, too. So I had two full-time jobs, basically. So people were kind of skeptical. What's this guy know about the arts? Exactly. That's what I asked. Hmm? <laughs> a banker. What do you know about the arts? <laughs> but you had a passion for but it. But it's good to have a business person involved in an art program. Hmm. Elaborate on that one. That's a good well, one. I know art, it's good, but I like... Uh, artists are artists. Right. Because a lot of times you think, well, it'd be natural for, to have an artist leading an art program. Right. Artists are artists. That's what they focus on. And that's what they should focus on. That's exactly. what they're good at. Right. They're not necessarily good at business. And most all of these will say the same thing. Most all these artists that we've worked with say the same thing. So you have someone that has the business perspective. Right. Working with art, loving art. Right. Loving what it's doing for the community and trying harder to to make it better, it's a pretty good formula for success. And you know how I know how to collaborate with people around the community. 
And uh, quality, you can't let any piece of the quality slip anywhere in the program because then you start a whirlpool. So what would be the danger? What do you mean by like quality quality, of artists? The quality of the artist, uh, how you produce it out on the street, how you present it. Taking care of the artist is important. Keep them coming back. Because like me, they're aging too. And so some of them are some of the uh, bronze artists. Doing bronze, well, all art is difficult to make. Sculpture is difficult because metals are heavy. They're hard to move. They're expensive to produce. It's quite a long process when you do bronze sculptures. It's a long, drawn-out process, and that's why bronze sculptures are more expensive than steel sculptures. Steel, too. Here's one right here. The second one's best to show on the bottom. That's a steel sculpture. Really a cool piece. It is a cool piece. Yeah. It's like a circles, all these different circles. And they circles. move. Those move. They move. In the, in the wind. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes, too. Mm-hmm. So how did we grow? We raised more money. We maintained quality for the artists and for our sponsors. Because okay. sponsors uh, need to see people downtown doing this. Is that See, rein- holding their brochure and that reinforces their investment in Sculpture right. Walk. And people wanted more sites. Well, why don't you put one down here in front of my business? Or why don't you put one up here closer to the falls? Or why don't you go south a little ways? Because there's more more buildings being built right. down there. So we expanded. In fact, second or third year we expanded, but then found out pedestrians aren't going there. So right. then we contracted a little bit. Right. Because we want to be fair to our artists. Because right. by our third, fourth, fifth year, we have artists coming from all over the country. Right. We need to make sure it's our responsibility to present those sculptures as best we can to uh, the public. But do you move the sculptures, though, during the year? Or do you? No. They stay the same place. They stay the it's same. It's just the figment of my imagination that you've been moving them. <laughs> right. Unless there's construction. Okay. And right. they need to. They need, we moved some earlier this year, not while you've been here, but earlier this year, because this bank was doing this huge construction project. We had to move five of them, I think. But during the year, we try not to, because those pedestals are very, very heavy, very heavy. So you have them on, just to explain to you, uh, it's it's like this nice rock kind of a pedestal on, then you have the sculpture Mm -hmm. on it, and then you have all these small ones. The one that I really like now is, is the pig. In the bank. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Isn't that? Oh, my gosh. It's so cool. I'll put, we'll put that on the show notes, too. That was just like, I just thought that was delightful. It's important to have whimsical pieces in the program. That was a really fun whimsical piece. It's this, like it's like this pig with all these coins on it, and it's kind of like making fun of Wall Street. And I thought that was really, really delightful. And the name of it is Some Pig. Some Pig. S-U-M. <laughs> Some Pig. Oh. <laughs> the artist, he always does whimsical art. We love whimsical art. Yeah, it was lovely. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we grew. And then uh, and then we got some competition around the country, and people say, well, this program's paying this much. And so I didn't get too much of that, but uh, I just realized there was a point three years into it, we need to change how we pay, pay our artists. Okay. So when we did that, we got more entries, we got higher quality. So how do you pay your artists now? We pay a $1,500 honorarium. Okay. And we also lease sculptures. Besides selling, we sold 212 okay. over the years. What? And then we lease sculptures. Through what does that mean? We have three at the airport. Oh, okay. Now, you went through the airport? Yes. Driving. I went through. So when you came down through the doors into the terminal, right? there's a big sculpture too. Yes. Oh, uh, that's one of them. That's one of them. Oh, okay. That was purchased. Oh, wow. Artists out of Colorado. Wow. And then there's two others down below. And uh, Ethan Railroad, which is a shopping area. Yeah. An older building. I haven't been there. That's become real popular over the uh, 10 years, last 10 okay. years. They have about eight sculptures over there that are leased. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And then we, total 18 sculptures leased. So besides our 62, we have 18 leased around, mostly downtown, but there's one or two that are outside of downtown. And then we have 10 in the hospital. Couple more leased by the hospital downtown here and in their Prince of Peace Senior Center. We have uh, 11 at University of Sioux Falls. Wow. We have seven at the University of South Dakota. (laughs) 
Wow. In Vermilion. So you're really inspiring people with art. Mm-hmm. That was an objective. We still, we have five in Vermilion. I'm wow. still going with that. Oh, you're still going. Sorry. And we have 14 in Watertown, South wow. Dakota. Wow. So other towns are picking up and wanting mm-hmm. some of the sculptures. Yeah. So we helped them with that. We helped them find, find the sculptures. And we help install the sculpture, de-install the sculptures and install the sculpture. It's almost like a sculpture business now, art gallery sculpture huge. business. It's huge, moving that many sculptures. They're heavy. They've got to be careful with them. They're all insured. Right. You know, it's an expense. Got to have good volunteers that know what they're doing. We have to have insurance for the volunteers. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you look back on all this, you started in 2004. And now with all this art, has it helped the city? Oh, definitely. It's now part of the fabric of the community. I've had people telling me that. that really? Um, Sioux Falls could never lose Sculpture Walk. So yeah. as as I think about my retirement, then I need to, we need to find a good successor to come right. in. And I need to help train them. And you go through that transition just to make sure that we're sustainable. We have good people. We, we do have good people in place now with good board of directors and volunteers and good, good artists and good sponsors. So we're, we're in a good position for transition. COVID slowed us down a little bit. How did COVID impact you guys? Well, not that seriously because I invoiced our sponsors early on last year and we paid our artists all, okay. all their dollars this year. Next year, we plan to do the same. We have good balance. Uh, it's just a matter of I got to start calling our sponsors now for next year and lining them up. And they usually all renew. I hope that happens. But you just never know until you start making the calls. Right. So what kind of a budget are you up on? Now? You know, it's not as, as great as most people would think. We have a budget. It, it all depends on how many sculptures we sell. We're probably between 250000 and 350000 That's not much for the impact. No. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's not much at all. And it seems it's so grand. We're lean and mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that Midwestern. It is, you know, and we, for as ethical as we can be, and we do what we say we're going to do. Like paying the artists, you know, this year. You know, we could have just said, well, we're going to pay you less, which would make us look better next year. But the artists are suffering, too. Right. Dramatically. Because right. their sales are down. So we need to do whatever we can do to help them be successful. And we, you know, we're, fortunately, we have some creative people on board that come up with really great ideas. Fundraiser we just had was, and we've had this event for, this was our sixth year, I think, to taste the Sioux Falls. Mm. So you have restaurants come in. Right. And uh, prepare a special dish. We usually have 14 to 15 restaurants wow. at the Hilton Garden Inn in a big, big conference room, you know, banquet room. All right. And we had 300 people there and we raised, you know, $35,000. Oh, that's great. Well, this year we couldn't do that. Right. So some people on the board came up with a great idea of doing a taste to go. A <laughs> taste to go. <laughs> so we had nine restaurants. We had it at the Washington Pavilion, and I didn't know how it was going to go, but we, we sacked up food in boxes. The, the restaurants did the boxes, put them in sacks, had some nice glasses for them, wine glasses for them, and we had raffle items. It was really a lot of fun, and it went very well, and I think we made as much as we made last year. Very successful. Isn't that lovely? The creative. Creative. And when you get... You know, that's one of the things that I, I realized in the beginning of Sculpture Walk is when you don't have the, enough money to do what you really should be doing. Right. What do you, you do? Be, you become very creative. <laughs> yes, you do. You do. You do become creative. And I think if you've got all the money you need, you're not as creative. You need that push to be, always be thinking how to be creative, to innovate. What can we do that's really unique that uh, people will like? Uh, that's a really good wisdom there. Mm-hmm. So it's become part of the fabric of, of Sioux Falls, and you're seeing how it's elevated the city. Because when I've, I've been interviewing for this uh, stories from Sioux Falls, and people keep talking about the sculpture walk and how the downtown has really been lifted up. So 
you've really done a service to the city. I'm so, me as a visitor, I'm just, I just love it. I'm glad you do. Oh, I just love it. I really do. That's what we like to hear. You know, that's, that's what drives us is people saying, we just love Sculpture Walk. We love the sculptures. That drives, that's what drives artists too. Really, yeah. really. It lifts the spirit. Like even during COVID now, like you're, mm-hmm. you're even if you're alone in the street, because there's not mm-hmm. that many out on the streets now. And, mm-hmm. and you just see these whimsical fun, like the Humpty Dumpty sculpture. And mm-hmm. these like really fun sculptures. And you're just like, wow. It just lifts you up. How about Jake and Bass? Right oh, I love those. There's like these jazz mm-hmm. uh, sculptures. Oh, gosh. I just, and I have a jazz sculpture at home. I have the saxophone and it just reminds me of that. So. We have a saxophone. Same artist. Wow. I love the jazz theme. Oh, oh somebody opens the story. And every artist has a story. Right. And they're all very unique people. Osamid Obazi from Nigeria was discovered in Nigeria. Wow. By someone from uh, one of the art museums in New York City. Wow. And so he came to New York City and worked in the museum, creating art. But he discovered he couldn't live there. He couldn't live on what they were paying him. Right. But he did submit one sculpture from New York City when he was there, and we accepted it. And it was of a queen of uh, Benin. He actually okay. was from Benin, which okay. I think is a part of Nigeria. Yeah. Most wonderful man you'll ever meet. So he did He did fly here that year, got to meet him. And then he started creating more and more sculptures. And he went to the musical theme. And we've had guitarists. I had it here. And the guitarist is actually at the pavilion. He's had... Oh, we had a basketball player that's just phenomenal. That's not that that was before he did a basketball player hanging from the rim. This is like life size. Wow. The ball is on the rim and the whole body is extended down off the ground. So he's leaping to dunk it. Uh-huh. And the body's hanging from the rim. Is that on the website too? Is that a photo? Yes. Okay, go yes. I'll have to look for that one. And that's now out at the events center. Wow. The city bought it. Wow. Osemite moved to California because some of his friends had moved to move out here. It's, you can survive and create your art. He has a day job like a lot of artists do. He's like a night watchman. Wow. But he loves to create art. And his pieces are all one of a kind, very unique. He pounds every inch of it. It's steel. And he pounds every inch of it. This drummer is one of his pieces by Jake Yes, there's like a drummer. Jake on bass. Jake on bass, yeah. The drummer's yeah. his. And also the violinist across the street. Oh, wow. Yes, I saw that one too. And then also the flutist down by the bank. Yeah. So he actually has three pieces in this year. Wow. So I send him three checks. He must love that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you really lift up the artists. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is the ingredient for the success that you've had? Well, you just have to pay attention to everything. I mean, just every detail. And then there's a lot of details to it. For example, once we select, we have a team that selects the sculptures through the, we have 140, let's say 143 entries. I put all of those into a PowerPoint and uh, chose the photo of the sculpture, name of the sculpture, artist name, dimensions, Price and material, and PowerPoint. So we have 143 slides for the selection team to look at. And we go through that. Now, we've gotten good because these people are experienced at it. We can do it in three hours okay. and get down to our top sculptures. And then after that, I immediately start citing the sculptures. Where are they going to go? Because besides the top 62 I have alternates of about 20 that have, that are okay that I can work with. Okay. Because if one doesn't fit anywhere, I have to go to an alternate. What do you mean by not fitting anywhere? On uh, top of a pedestal. If okay. it's too wide, if there's no place where we can put it okay. reasonably. Did you see the dragon? Yes. That's a huge one. Unbelievable. Where do I put we I know where you put it. <laughs> we didn't have a site for it. It's on private property. Right. Because we couldn't have put that on public property because the city would, wouldn't would allow us to do that because of the risk of kids climbing to the top of it, falling off. Wow. 
So I had to find a good private location for it, but I wanted it right in the center of downtown. And it is. Because it's so spectacular. You cannot not notice mm-hmm. the dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another wow. whimsical piece. Yeah, it's fun with the whimsical pieces. Mm-hmm. So you have the slides, uh, take it about three hours, you decide, and then it takes time to place them at the right place. I so work. that's a gift in itself. Placing, sighting is starts in October, and I'm still doing it in April. And it launches in April. It starts the first week in May. First week in May. Yeah. Do you have like an event with that? This, this year we're going to do it the second, the, excuse me, the middle of May, simply because we are running into bad weather, snow and blizzard, even in the middle of April when we take the current sculptures down. Mm. We take those down, distribute them out, or putting them in storage, and then I paint the pedestal tops, change out the nameplates so that the pedestals are all ready for the artists when they come in two weeks. And so that's all done. Everything's ready to go. But it must be so sad when you have no sculptures. It is. Those two weeks must be so empty. I guess people really notice then how much the sculptures lift up the city. Mm-hmm. So it's almost right. a benefit where you have those two yeah. weeks. Right. It is. That was just by accident. Yeah, but, but what happened. a great... When you look back, it's a great right. it's a great marketing it tool is. for you guys. Yeah, come downtown and see what's missing. There's nothing. They're missing. See what's missing. See what's missing. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't even imagine walking those streets without those sculptures. Yeah. And those pedestals weigh about 4,000, 5,000 pounds each. Wow. So we have a big extendable forklift. means it extends out. So you actually move the whole... No. We have, when we move them in, it's right. quite a process, too. Right. But there have been years where we've moved some because of street construction, okay. sidewalk construction. Right. Fortunately, hopefully we're beyond that. But there will be a time where they're going to... One year, we 2009 was they took out two blocks, sidewalk to cross the street, sidewalk, and the street, everything, gone. And we had to move all those pedestals and sculptures out, like 20 of them, two different locations, and then move them back. So so just the sighting of sculptures is important to get them just right, as good as we can for the public, for the artist and for the public. And so there's impact. So you go from one to the end variety on each block. Yeah, that's why I feel like I'm in an art museum because mm-hmm. I feel like I am, and not just not not really an art museum because you're not really doing it by period pieces, mm-hmm. but it's like that's where it feels like an art gallery, but at the same time it's a museum because you you're just feeling so elevated walking, mm-hmm. and then you see the one sculpture to the next, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh wow, and then you just why wow, wow this one doesn't fit, but it fits right. Mm-hmm. So the objective in sighting is the wow factor yeah. from one to the next. Yeah. So it's like uh, you see a little girl holding a suitcase. Yes, I love that one. That's my buddy diner. Yeah. And that too, though, that are artists, uh, male and female, friends, partner art sculptors. Wow. And they've been doing that for a long time. And they love whimsical sculptures. Yeah. That one um, took a while. Because she's apart from the, it's a signpost that she's looking at. Yeah. With, it's like a signpost with all these places where you can travel. With arrows. With arrows. And I kind of felt like that's me sometimes. And then I mm-hmm. have the suitcase. Where am I going to travel yeah. next? Yeah. And, and she's just little, looking up there. And, little girl in her yeah. travel clothes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With the little flower and her headband or yeah. little scarf. Little yeah, yeah. And she's looking up at that. Those They have won People's Choice about four or five years Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's one of them right here. World's yeah. New Canvas. Yeah, you can see. See the, yeah. see the Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. They do Norman Rockwell kind of. Yeah, it's got like a Norman Rockwell style. Mm-hmm. But so how do you recruit them? How is it just because you've got a reputation now that people are coming or? Well, we send out a call directly to them now okay. to their email addresses. And so you've selected kind of people that you would like for people to come? Well, no. We, we try to get 16, 15, 16 new ones a year. Okay. Which we do fortunate that we continue to get new ones right. artists talk to artists and say they say you should look at sioux falls participates good program good people fun event we have a party take good care of, take good care of them we give them really nice shirts i'll show it to you when yes. we're done here has a logo on it get them from duluth trading company if you're right. familiar with that yeah the artists love duluth trading 
do the brochure in high quality. Everything we do, we try to do in high quality. Social media. Do you do social media at all or not as much? You do? Mm -hmm. But uh, we try to just do it the highest quality, even though it's a little more expensive. That pays off. Yeah. It does pay off. So it's expense. So it's details. Uh, it's investing in, in the right quality. What's another thing, reason why? Oh, respecting the artist. Respecting you know, the artist. Really, try to take really good care of them. Communicate. communicate. A lot of communication to them. Make sure they know what. What's the most effective thing to communicate to an artist? Could, like, what have you learned in communication and, and working in this field as opposed to working in banking? <laughs> you, have to, you have to repeat. You have to communicate often to artists. Okay. Because they don't always read it. Okay. Or if they read it, they don't. Uh, they don't comprehend it. They don't comprehend it. Okay. Or they're reading through it too fast. Or you know, I'll send them an email today. Three days from now, I'll have one of them contact me about what I just sent the email about. Okay. So you have to be patient with them. Mm-hmm. Patience. They say, and it was true in the beginning, but not so much now. Artists are like herding cats. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can see mm-hmm. that. They have independence. Mm-hmm. Oh, thinking. yeah, they're just uh, they're creative people, and they're, they don't pay attention. They pay attention to their art. They're not always good at marketing themselves right. because that's not what they're good at. They're right. good at art, and so that's where they spend all their time. Right. And that's where they should spend their time. time. Yeah. So, they, I was going to say they, they can't afford to have support staff. No, they can't. Unless they're really big. Right. So if you look back, what have you learned about this process? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, everything I know about sculptures, everything I know about artists, it's just been quite a wonderful journey for me. Quite an experience that I never expected to have. I never expected I would ever be doing anything like this 20 years ago. And you just stumbled upon it? or just, it was, just it was the passion that just drove you to do it? It was, I think it was a passion uh, that there were some naysayers in Sioux Falls that stopped art projects for some reason, just because they were naysayers. And I just thought Sioux Falls is too good a community for that. And we need public art. We just need public art to be more sophisticated community. And it will. And you've done that. Well, I hope You've so. contributed. Oh, that yeah. Was, I mean, it. I'm an art person, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I never expected this. Yep. And it's not really advertised. That's one of the reasons why I want to do a podcast about it, because I was like, wow, come to Sioux Falls and see the beautiful art. You could come here every year. Yes, different. Yeah. And I knew we had to change it out. Yeah. Because people get bored easily by the same stuff. Right. And then you're expecting, what's going to be next? <clears throat> well, what, what was next in 2014, Paul Schiller said, what are you going to do, Clark, for your 10th anniversary? And we talked, and he suggested a sculpture across the river, but I was thinking about something similar to that. So we uh, put our heads together and came up with this Ark of Dreams idea. And it wasn't the Ark of Dreams when we started thinking about it. It was, oh, let's do a whimsical tightrope walker across the river. Wouldn't that be fun? Just whimsical. But then I thought, if we're going to do a big sculpture, it should represent character and spirit of the community. So what would that be? So we turned it into more of a, a leap of faith type sculpture with an arc and uh, a gap. And, and there's a gap. I know. I love the gap. The gap came from in the middle of the night, I woke up and I thought, we need to have a gap in the middle of it. It's funny how things come to you. And that's how it started. The gap, which is the leap of faith you need to take to achieve your dreams. If you have dreams, you need to take one or more leaps of faith mm-hmm. to accomplish it. So that's what that's all about. And the Ark of Dreams, the mission is to pay tribute to dreamers of the past and present, because everybody's a dreamer. And there were some big dreamers that came to Sioux Falls, all of our ancestors that came here, and those before them that came to the United States, and then current dreamers that made Sioux Falls what it is, and to inspire dreamers for the future. When did that get put? When did that come out? That was 2014? We started it in 2014. We were raising money. We got our artists. And the way it turned into the art, the actual design is, be, is when we contacted uh, Dale Amphir, sculptor, South Dakota sculptor, that did the Dignity sculpture out in Chamberlain. Okay. He's done large sculptures around the country. He hadn't done the Dignity when we contacted him. 
we knew, I knew he was the only one that could do it here in South Dakota. I didn't know of any other artist that could do something of that magnitude. Uh, you know, it's almost a football field long. It's almost seven stories high. That's magnificent. Mm-hmm. And we put color to it at night. That's just magnificent, spectacular. Yes. So you saw it. Did you see the colors? I saw the colors last night. It was like red. Red and gold. Yeah, red and gold. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. What time did you get down there? Probably around 7.30. Okay, you t- probably too early. I was a little too early. Yeah. I was. I was because that, but I'm going to come tonight. I'll do red and gold tonight, okay. too. All right, cool. Because I set the colors. We see we sell the co- colors, too. Oh, you do? At night. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a fundraiser for the Ark of Dreams. Wow. That's and smart. <laughs> what color do you want? It's almost like the Empire State Building. What color What do you, color you right. have on the Empire That's State right. Building? Right. So the hospital, Avera has it for the whole month of October. Mm. Their color is green. Right. And it's pink for cancer month. Okay. So they'll have variations of pink and green all okay. month. The uh, arc then was our next big dream. And it was a big dream because it never been done. Nothing like it. Not for us. Not for the artist. Right. Were you on the east side of the arc? I've been on north? both sides. Okay. On the west side, we have the donor wall. I know. I saw the, the donor, donor wall. donor pillars, too, on yeah. both sides. We had 720 donors participate. Wow. And we had to do all those plaques, too. Yeah, it was beautiful. So Dale, Dale came up with the design and the name because he knew what our what we wanted to accomplish. And so he didn't. He, he went through four or five just different designs. The first three wouldn't pass the wind test. Oh, yeah, because there's so much wind here. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize well, that. Well, you, you came in two days of really bad wind. That's right. Today's nice. Yeah, today's nice. Today's typical. There is, we do have more windy days than average, yeah. though. Wouldn't pass the wind test while we're raising money on this side. Ah. So he, he's out in the Black Hills. Yes. His studio's in the Black Hills. So he's designing, working on models, all kinds <laughs> of models, which we now have in the Shropa place. The models are now in the Shropa place lobby. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He finally got a design that passed the wind test. That's the design that's standing now. And uh, we raised uh, a little over $3 million for it. Wow. And that's where we're at. It's done. And we're happy. We're happy it's done because it was quite uh, quite an adventure to get that big thing made and put it. It was made in parts, transported. But so people must have been so proud. Yes, they were. They were. It came just as we said it would, just like it looked to them as we presented it to, to them. We had brochures that we sent out. Yeah, we had different designs. So the first ones that we sent out were... It changed over time. So what we end up with was actually better than the first. Oh, cool. As you'll see. Yeah. It was better than the first, better than the second. We ended up with the best design. He put the helix on it, which is the yeah. metal wrap. Three guys basically built it. And they bent the metal, the helix, welded it, climbed on it, worked through the winter on it. Unbelievable what those guys went through to create that piece. And then they... Transported here in, uh, like I think, how many pieces? Four pieces on a side. Four pieces on a side. Then we wow. installed one piece. We had to drill down 35 feet into the bedrock. Wow. And build, build a big, huge base for it. But this must have really elevated the town. I mean, like, real estate prices. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to want to have your apartment next to it. Well, I felt that in the beginning of Sculpture Walk, that if we can elevate this enough... If Sculpture Walk becomes a real attraction, which was a plan in the beginning, right. a dream again. Right. And that's what I'm telling people that say, well, why are you doing, why are you spending money on art? Well, something like this, when it attracts people to Sioux Falls, when it attracts businesses because Sioux Falls is such a wonderful place for their, for their business and for their employees to live, and we're just a piece contributing to it. There are other wonderful things about Sioux Falls. But we're contributing another piece to it. And the reality is, then your real estate values go up. And that contributes to the benefit of everybody in the community. Right. And, and people, people get more our, jobs. We yeah. get more businesses yeah. coming into Sioux Falls. And that's what's happening. Yeah, And people forget about art. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's a travesty. They don't know why they like something. And then they want to cut the art budget. 
Mm -hmm. And like, don't you realize it's the art that uh, got people here? It's, it's huge. It's huge. It is. And it's so underestimated. To the growth, to the benefit, to quality of life, to the economy of a community. It's huge. And these other communities are finding that out too. Quality of life. People want to live in the community that they really appreciate. They won't move as readily. They won't move out of the city. So they take they take ownership. We had vandalism a couple of years ago. Well, maybe longer than that. I, at first, I tried to not make a big deal out of vandalism and just get it fixed because I didn't want comic, copycats. Right. But we had some that were so visible here, I'm going to say five years ago, that it made the media, media made a big deal out of it. Everywhere I went in, in the city, people that didn't know me but saw me on TV, knew me from TV, said, I'm so angry. What are those stupid people doing damaging our sculptures? Our sculptures. Yeah, they took ownership. That was like, wow. they have taken ownership in the program, in the sculptures. And how do you, <clears throat> why do you think you got that? How did, how did that happen? Just maintaining high quality and communicating out and, we tell stories about the artists, so they get they get to know the program. They get to know the participants. They get to be a part almost of it. like a team. It's a team. Just a team. Yeah. Just like their team. Yeah, because they get to choose too. They have the people's mm-hmm. choice award. That's right. They get to choose an award. Mm-hmm. The one that they want to have in their town. Mm-hmm. The one that you're allowed to buy. That's right. Wow. So, what's next then? Because this is the last question. question. We're coming to a close now. Well, we just got done with the ARC in 2019. Oh, it was just 2019. Oh, I didn't realize it was so recent. It's a year old. Oh, then you you have some time to relax. Yes, because that was, you know, I ran, while the ARC was being built, we did six sculpture walks. And that's just one year is a lot of work because we take down all the sculptures. Why did you do six? Because every year. Oh, yeah, every year. It took six years six to years, do the arc. Yeah. Six years to do the arc, and then you have the sculpt work, yeah. So I may look like I'm an old guy, but I'm really only 40. No, I'm just kidding. But that's, it ages you. Yeah. That stress. Yeah, I can imagine. We had a lot of sleepless nights. Right. Because the artist, he told us what we wanted to hear and how much it was going to cost. Right. Well, then he reaches a point where I need another 200000 or no, I need another 300000 Right. And we think we're done. And then you're not done. <laughs> that happened about six times. Oh, wow. So it's like, oh, man, how are we going to raise another 300000 Well, let's see. You've got to be innovative. But people love it. We, we did it. It's just amazing. We had to do, all of them are great donors. And then you see the wall. That's high quality. Yeah. That's unique. Yeah. And you're honoring everyone, which I think is mm-hmm. so lovely. Mm-hmm. You're honoring everyone that's been contributing. So it's not just the artist. Because I think mm-hmm. sometimes the artist is the one that's in front, but mm-hmm. there's a whole team behind the artist. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to honor those people behind. And the the wall is right next to the arc. Yeah. And it should stand as long as the arc stands, which right. will be far beyond me. Right. And, uh, you know, it's going to stand for... Many decades. Right. And these, the wall is stainless steel. Beautiful. It is beautiful. All of, those, all of those plaques are beautiful right there. So those that donated are honored. Those that donated and put their relatives' names on it, their relatives are honored. Right. Because some of them are in memorial. Right. I saw for, for their relatives. So when you look at all this work you've done, mm-hmm. what... What are you left with? This is my last question. What are you left with? Well, What have you learned? I feel good about what we've accomplished, but we're never complacent with our success. Never complacent. And we're always trying to do better. Now, more, it, it all depends what the more is. Because we've, we've, as far as our workload, we're busy. You're busy. We're busy every day, all day. There are developments going up to want sculptures, but... What would we do outside of just sculpture walk, outside of the Ark of Dreams, which was a huge, a huge capstone to sculpture walk? But there's always more because you don't want to quit because it's now in our veins. Because innovation. So, what is in your veins? The innovation is so much fun. When you solve problems, 
and you can do some new and unique things that have never been done before. It's just thrilling. That's probably the greatest satisfaction and doing things for people. So the combination of doing hopefully wonderful things for the artist and the community and all, all of us in the community, including the businesses and being innovative and being as part of the program as being a very integral part of the program. Anytime we run into a roadblock anywhere, we become innovative. And that's, I think that's those two things, doing things for the artists, for the community, and being innovative is what's really so satisfying. And you've give, brought a great, great gift. <clears throat> I know when I go through those uh, streets, I'm just, my, my spirit is elevated. That's great. And I just, uh, and I look at all those hours of work and the beauty and it's such beauty and it lifts you up in mm-hmm. such a nice way. And if it doesn't lift you up, it gives you something to think about, like the pig. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like all these wonderful things. So, And you're, do you have a favorite sculpture this year? I like, I don't know what the one is called. It's the woman that's lifted up with the white. It's Dance. Dance. Harold um, Link. Stanford. Univers- it is Spir- Spiral Dance by Harold Link. University of uh, Stanford. I love that one. Or Stanford University. What is it? Highly respected school. Yeah. He's an en- engineer. Engineer. Wow. And he retired and I think became a sculptor. And it's don't see any other work like no. Harold Link's. No, Harold Link's is And some of the artists, are quite a few of them are that way. That you, yeah. They're very unique in their style. Yeah. Very, very unique. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Domina, I'm, I'm really appreciating it. So, thank you so much. Well, thank I you. look forward to come back in May to see the next. Are you going to come back? I am going to come back. So, well, that's terrific. Yeah, I'm going to be back then. So, I look forward to seeing it then. This year coming up, yeah. I think is going to be our best ever. I say that every year, <laughs> but I look forward to but it. But some of the this year was a hybrid year, 2020. Right. We had sold quite a few. Uh, we had artists pick up a few. We had a couple damaged. So we had about 19 spots open. Right. I wanted to fill those. So we kept, what we did was we kept the 2019, 41 of them or so. Right. And we have 21 new ones. So we're 62. Right. So next year, the rest of them that were supposed to come for 2020 will come for 2021. Oh, wow. And the ones that came the 21 will stay because they're really good. Okay. And this was kind of an odd year. We didn't have a lot of people downtown. So next year is going to be a full complement of... These are really good sculptures. They really are are this year. Oh, yeah, they are. And next year will be just as good or better. I can't wait to be lifted up again. So thank you so much for your service. And thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Thank you for listening. If you happen to like this episode, please share with your friends. And if you're new, please pop on over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you and how we can improve and make this better or how this has helped you. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode.